All right. And that's it. Aaron Rodgers is a jet. That's all that matters, really. I don't even think we need to do the rest of the show. We could probably just do this for the next 18, 20 weeks and just, you know, yeah. Uh, not your father's jets. This is not your father's jets by any means. And that's the cold open right there. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. A new year is upon us, and that means a new season of the Sunday card. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, after three and a half full months of time off since the Super Bowl, since we watched that horrible penalty against the Eagles, cost them a Super Bowl against the Chiefs and gave Patrick Mahomes another ring. It's time to start it all over again. Flags, Lewis. It never gets better. I mean, it's just, they'll continue until the cows come home. Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver, and our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, back. Both of them are in the thralls of playoff hunts. I dragged Matty off the ice to get him out of that Devils-Rangers matchup. And he's probably still eyeing some other Eastern Conference foes as he try, as we try to get past the Devils. And I even got Lewis off the hardcore as the Knicks for the first time in forever are actually doing something in the playoffs. So, gentlemen, welcome in. Madison Square Garden has been a buzz with, with the Knicks and the Rangers. Uh, yeah, no, I am keeping an eye on the Islanders as we speak. Uh, might have a little wager on the game, go figure. But very happy, as Dan stated, it is football season, regardless of other sports being in the middle of the playoffs or the beginning of the playoffs, really the best time when there's just wall-to-wall games as soon as you get home, you know, prime time. But we are ready for the NFL draft. We have done the research. Dan has been grinding the tape since the combine since prior to the combine since all season of college football last year so this i i I love getting back to this we get to dan gets to really show some some flex of muscle on some of these guys that he's dug out of the woodwork i'm going to be very vanilla with this as normal i'm reading the same things you are dan has got his own profiles built on everybody but uh lewis how about the knicks uh, you know, 50 years ago, the Knicks swept the Lakers in the finals, 1973, okay? Mm. Uh, I'm not hoping for anything. I'm just throwing out a little history there for you. Nothing's going to happen. We're not getting to the finals. No Eastern Conference finals. I'm just I'm just throwing a little history, people, a little history, people. I'm a historian. You know that. So, but let, fun let's to make it. Draft. Fun to make it out of the first round. That's, you know, that's big. What a playoff series. Yeah, let's beat Cleveland first. Let's hey, go. the Lakers got a good chance to get there, too. Why not, Knicks? Why not? Why not? Uh, LeBron hands hey. it off to RJ. Anyway, go on. Yeah, go on. Hey, Lewis, you said it right off the open, man. Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Uh, yeah. Don't listen. Let's let's do the draft first, and then we'll get into the Aaron Rodgers. And then we'll get. Yeah. yeah my I agree. Let's see how we draft first, and then we'll, you know. Listen, I am full-on basketball mode. I've even been watching the Rangers I don't know what's going on with this draft. That's why I come on the show. This is actually the only reason I do the show still is because I need to know from Dan who to draft in our fantasy drafts, and I need to know what to know. Who's the guy? Who's oh. the next guy? Oh, we got a guy. I got one particular offensive guy. There's a guy out there that he's hot, 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 and I think we all we might know who he is anyway. Um, so here's how the draft is going to start. Since last year, I picked first. 
Maddie picked first the year before, so Maddie's back to picking first again uh, as we rotate each and every year. Maddie will pick the odds. I will pick the evens. The way it'll work is if we own a certain pick in the evens, for example, me, then I can call up to Maddie's spot or even one of my own spots to trade up in this draft. Or Maddie Ice, with his odd spots, can trade up to my even spots to pick into the draft. There are no holds barred. Let the phones ring. I have a feeling they might. We're going to find out here. So without further ado, it's time to pass it off to my friend Matthew Icicles to get started as he pretends to be Scott Fitterer and the Frank Reich generation of the Carolina Panthers sets up a new generation, maybe with a new shiny quarterback. You tell me, Maddie. This is also where Dan knows all the owners' names and I can't keep up, but uh, I was very gracious of you to give me uh, the very first overall pick, or I guess we're just going by year, but this is the only easy pick of this draft. Uh, all I've heard in reading and what I'm sure everybody else has heard uh, when looking up around the draft is that the experts don't quite have their, their pulse on what is going to happen for all these picks. This one is the one that we can know. Bryce Young, it's been written in stone that the Panthers were going to take him as soon as they traded up. That's their, that was their guy. Uh, uh, over the past month, month and a half, there's been just hearsay and C.J. Stroud stuff and all this other stuff. That's just the media getting bored before the draft, and there's nothing to talk about. It's Bryce Young. It's always been Bryce Young. The pick is in. The best quarterback in college football the last two years, bar none. And the only thing wrong with him is that he's five foot ten. I mean, he's an absolute, he's just incredible player. Um, I think he's one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen, uh, comparable to uh, guys like Burrow, guys like Lawrence, guys like Luck. Like, I really think he's that good. I don't know if he's as good as those guys, but I think he's in that breath. Uh, he's just five ten, and that's the issue. Other than that, I think he's the guy. So, I guess the Panthers are taking Bryce Young. We make it easy. We move on. I don't think there's any if, and or buts about it. So, let's go to number two, where the draft starts. Nick Casario's got a problem. He has been in the league for three years, or been in the Texans for three years, and his team stinks. <laughs> they have not had a winning season yet. They've had two dinosaur head coaches, and now they're on their third, who hopefully D'Amico Ryans can get his himself off on the right foot and get the Texans moving in the right direction. So lots to think about here. A lot of people thought the Texans would go quarterback. Seems like that's maybe not the case anymore. And, you know, there's a couple of defensive players, I think, that are up on the board here that I think uh, Houston might have a, a little bit more clear look at. I think D'Amico Ryans is probably looking at it and says, hey, look, we can get a really good defensive player here. We're not sure anything outside of Bryce Young. And that's a debatable point, obviously. But anybody outside of Bryce Young, uh, there's question marks. And maybe since we have a 12th pick later on, we might be able to get a quarterback later there. So without further ado, I'm going to take for the Houston Texans my favorite player in this draft, Superman, a superhero, unlike any other. The guy is an absolute animal. He's a monster. He's a defensive end. And he plays at Texas Tech. I'm going to take Tyree Wilson of Texas Tech. That's where I think they will go. Wilson is an absolute freak of nature. This guy looks like Captain America. I, I promise you. That's what he looks like. He is huge. He transferred over from Texas A&M, and now he's been projected to be one of the top uh, players in this draft. He's six foot five. He is 271 pounds. 
of pure muscle and speed. He's got an 84-inch wingspan. This guy is power beyond belief, and and I really think that I know Will Anderson is like a consensus pick for a lot of people, but I, I think Wilson has the bigger upside. I'm going to go with the long, the strong Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech to go to the Texans. Yeah, the odds market as far as the gambling market had a big shift. I think last week, earlier, you know, maybe over this past weekend, of him jumping to be the favorite defensive player off of the board. Um, and there was a big shift. So there's there's a little bit of leak out that the Texans do like Wilson a lot more than Anderson, who has been dropping, dropping, dropping down the boards. Like there was, I feel like there was talk for a little bit with the Bears with number one. Would they take Will Anderson? You know, that was kind of coming out of the college season to talk, but definitely seen a shift more. It seems like Tyree Wilson's going to be going first. And I, I do think that's a good move by them. I am now on the clock with the Cardinals. We've got new head coach. Uh, remind me of uh, Shots, Shots, guy from Philly. What's his? That's the only thing I remember is that awkward oh, interaction. Yeah, with it's a John, Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon, correct. He he is a weirdo. I don't. I, I he don't is think such this a guy, weirdo. I think he's going to be very strange, and I think that he is going to just take the bait here with this. And, and hey, he's heard Will Anderson this whole time. They have a million and a half problems off of the defensive line. I do think they take Will Anderson here. I think a, a lot of talk around this pick is that they want to trade back. Uh, me and Dan kind of just had a little note before the show. I wasn't sure if I was going to make a trade with, with another team here. We could get crazy, but I generally don't think anybody's going to pay the price to come all the way up to three. Um, I, I don't know if the, you know, the quarterbacks are that desirable or, or anybody else in the position that, that's willing to move up that far. Uh, so I think the Cardinals would want to trade back to stockpile picks because they have a, a ton of holes in the defense and the defensive line, the secondary, everything's a mess for them. Um, so I think they would like to stockpile picks. I just don't know if it's going to be there unless they take maybe a cheaper deal. So I think they end up taking uh, a blue chip prospect in Will Anderson, who had 17 and a half sacks for Alabama two years ago, and only had 10 sacks last year in a quote unquote off year. Uh, it's not an off year. I mean, that guy, quote unquote, he, he just got double teamed all the time. He, he gets double teamed a lot. I think the question about Anderson is, is he at his ceiling already? I think that's what people are kind of nervous about, but he has I mean, he's been the most productive defensive end in college football the last two years. So it's tough. I think if he came out last year, I think he also could have had a shot to be in that Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson conversation and maybe be the number one pick as well. Um, you know, I think people are starting to look at these guys. The closer you look at some of these guys, the more you're like, mm, are they really that good? And the consensus by most NFL teams is that there's no more than 15 to 17 guys that really are first round players. So once we get past the first half of this draft, we're going to be picking guys that might be a little far-fetched. I, I honestly, and I don't think I'm not going to judge you because I think it's possible. I really do. It's, it's it beauties in the eye of the beholder. It really is. Yeah. It feels like there's a lot on the table in this draft. I, I totally agree. I think after we get past uh, yeah, past the, what the Packers now, or no, the Jets now at 15, yeah, uh, it, it maybe a little beyond that. It, back half of this, the 20s are going to be some names that uh, I might not have done some research on. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. I got plenty of research here for you, buddy. Okay, now it gets crazy. Now we get the Colts. I think everybody kind of knows that the other crazy uh, offensive coordinator for the or other coordinator for the Eagles, rather, Shane Steichen, comes to Indianapolis. Now, I think he's in better graces with what he's been able to do with Phillip Rivers and Justin Herbert and with the Chargers and now with Jalen Hurts. I think he's in better graces with a lot of people. And I think the Colts kind of have a clean slate. And I think the Colts are desperate. They have been putting off this for too long with the quarterback situation. The question is who? Personally, I think Anthony Richardson is really the second best quarterback in this draft. 
Is he ready to play? No. But I think the upside is there where I would take him as a second guy. Now, I don't think the Colts are going to do that. All indications is, is that and, – and we're trying to pick what we think the team is going to do, not what we would do. So taking my self-GM hat off and putting it on for Chris Ballard, I really think that they, for some reason, and I don't know why, but I just think they like Will Levis better than C.J. Stroud. I don't know why, but we know Will Levis. Uh, I covered Will Levis when I worked in TV when he was playing at Xavier High School. He's from Madison, Connecticut kid. Um and he went to Penn State. He lost out the job to Sean Clifford. I'm sure you remember betting on Sean Clifford at Penn State or something one time or another. And he goes to Kentucky and he balls out. And then this year he didn't quite play as well. But he's got the athletic intangibles. I love what he did when he transferred from Penn State. Is getting his throwing motion down, changing his throwing coach. He's got big bodied, good frame quarterback. He's got a rocket arm. Uh, Decision-making is questionable. He's a little clunky in the feet. Not sure he's necessarily a first-round talent, but I don't work in the NFL, and I don't work in Indianapolis. I just do what they tell me to do. So I'm going to take Will Levis going to the Indianapolis Colts. Does does feel like that is the steam, that is the news going around that they've just someone in that. I don't know if it's uh, it's the crazy owner over there, if it's Mister Ursay, that's like in, in Ballard's ear about uh, Will Levis or who it is, but. Uh, it does seem to be the talk that Will Levis is going to go. He even did, there was a big Reddit thing over the weekend that he, somebody on Reddit posted that he's a friend of Will Levis or Will Levis is telling friends and family he's going number one overall. And then, again, also messed with sports for God. So a lot of stuff going on about Will Levis right before the draft. He's six foot three, he's 230 pounds. Again, a rocket for an arm, almost 24 years old. I just don't I, – I don't see it. And I really haven't seen it. Like, I was surprised that he was going to Penn State and when he was out of high school, and I was surprised at how well he played at Kentucky. I've doubted him his entire – since high school. So I'm sure he's going to have a great career. Um, number five. Now, this is really interesting, Matt. You get the Seattle Seahawks here. Maybe a possible trade spot. Maybe a – you don't really know where Seattle could go because it seems like they're locked into Geno Smith, but – for how long is the question? And with these quarterbacks still on the board, do you dare take one and sit them for a couple of years? Yeah, I, I it's it's definitely a thought, especially with you not taking uh, Richardson. Uh, I mean, Richardson and Stroud are really still still on the board. So um, two guys that uh, honestly have seen mocks that quarterbacks are one, two, three, four. You know what I mean? There's there's been there's and there's still that possibility. I don't I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I do think that there's a player here that. If I was the Cardinals, and actually the Cardinals might not be the right fit for this player uh, because he's had off the field issues and people are worrying about him. But I think that Seattle is always been a destination that they are not afraid to take a take a take a guy who maybe has character problems or, or whatever like that. And they've got just the personnel. Pete Carroll's just got a great way, I think, of just bringing the best out of these guys. Obviously, we've seen Russell Wilson leaves, and it's like a site. You know, he's he's keeping the crazy together with Russell Wilson while he was in Seattle, even though apparently all his teammates hated him and wanted to kill each other. So I think that they have the good infrastructure to take a guy like Jalen Carter, who is a true three technique, disruptive, big body that can just move. Jordan Davis like last year comparisons mm. of of just a beast of a man and I think Pete Carroll's eyes are going to light up they need a guy to, to throw right in the middle of that line uh run stopper pushing the pocket back 
Uh, and like I said, I think they are not afraid of taking taking you know a guy that maybe has off the field issues, uh, which I, I'll be honest, I don't even I haven't even feel like I heard too much about. It feels like again maybe some just talk around before the draft and we have nothing to talk about. So we try and dig things up on players, but um, big man out of Georgia. Why not draft a, you know, best, one of the best defensive linemen off of the best defensive unit in college football. So seems like the way to go. Uh, not a bad idea, right? I mean, that's if it's, if you keep it that simple, it really is true. I mean, Jalen Carter for all intents and purposes, football player wise is the best football player in this draft bar none. He should be the number one pick. If it wasn't for the incidents off the field, uh, involving the stuff that went on at Georgia after the national championship, I think he probably would. I know teams that have him off their board completely, so he's kind of an up in the up in the air kind of player. But man, when he's on the field, six three, three hundred fourteen pounds, and there's not too many guys that can move like him. He's a very young player, so he's like you know he's got a little bit of maturing to do, and he's coming out as a junior, but he's got body control, he's got quickness, he's got power. That's all you really look for in a three technique. Eat up two guys and let everybody else eat and be disruptive at the same time. Scary. I love that pick for Seattle. I think that's, I really do think if he got past Seattle, we're talking about somebody trading up to get him. Yeah. And and, and I think the reason Seattle doesn't take a quarterback here, I think that they, I think they feel good with Gino. I mean, they signed up for a reason. I, I think I get that you could plan for the future, but is this the quarterback class that you need to be like planning, you know, planning your future around? I don't know. Probably not. Or, you know, they've got another pick later in this draft. They got chances to move up if somebody keeps falling. Hey, Drew Locke. He's totally fine back there. <laughs> I did hear, I heard on one of the podcasts, I was they're like, they still like Drew Locke in Seattle, as crazy as that is. That was a true <laughs> statement. I'm, I'm just here for the hyperbole. I mean, I'm kidding. Drew Locke's great. He's the high, if anything, he's a hype man for your starting quarterback. And then he just comes in and just has like one like sweet game. That's all you mm-hmm. really need the end sure. of the day uh okay number six this is tough now because now i'm like man this is where this is where what do the lions do here this is Feel, feels like feels like all of the the lines maybe start ringing here with the quarterbacks available everybody's getting a couple calls to their war rooms coming up in these next I, few picks i wonder i wonder i mean i you know i, I think the lions want to continue to get good you know or get better because they were good last year and they just missed the playoffs. I think that they're probably looking to add more of a, I think more defensive line could be a spot where they go. I think corner could be a spot where they go, especially how bad their, their cornerbacks were, but they kind of addressed that. I think they brought in like Emmanuel Mosley and like Cam Sutton and they added a couple of pieces. So I think they brought in CJ Gardner Johnson too. Like I think they've addressed that free agency wise. So this might be controversial, but I like this kid because of his versatility and his toughness. And he comes farm fed. I'm taking Lucas Van Ness from Iowa right now at the defensive tackle position. Now I'm not crazy about Lucas Van Ness. I think he's really just a power rusher, but on the other side with Aiden Hutchinson also, kind of being a power rusher, you kind of match him up. He can also play the three and the five technique as well. I think Lucas Van Ness will be going to be the pick here because I think of his toughness, his durability, his versatility. I think that that will get the Lions juiced up. I think Lucas Van Ness is going to be the pick. Most interesting thing I heard while doing all of this research 
is that this man who you have going top 10 in the NFL draft and definitely a consensus first round pick, even if it's later on, never started a game at Iowa in his college career. No, he didn't. Because they only start the seniors and the upperclassmen, I guess, for right. like one play and then he played the like four players. He played like 40% of the snaps last year. Like he and and that's just how Iowa does it. They they put seniors over, you know, best players, which is very odd how good they are. That is insane. I'm also I was looking. I didn't. So they did bring in CJ Gardner Johnson. I was just looking. I've I've heard a ton that the Lions need. They did bring in Emmanuel Mosley. I mean, I I just thought that there was a fit here. I really thought you were going to go with Witherspoon, which is what I've I've heard. It, mm-hmm. Is is they're comparing Aaron, uh, Aaron Glenn to Witherspoon? So why would he not? Why would like the defensive coordinator not want to have a guy like just an absolute dog like him? So I thought that's where you were going. Interesting pick, though. I do think if if they don't go with corner, it is going for the line. I'm sure they were probably begging for Carter to follow them. I think they would have absolutely taken him as well. Absolutely. Okay, Lucas Van S going to start more games in the NFL probably than in college career. I bet you that one. <laughs> Now we get very interesting with the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. Another team that could be thinking about quarterback. Another team that could be thinking about trading out to stockpile some picks. But I think that they're... I don't know. I think... I think the phone might be getting rung right now. Oh, I think think we got the line dialing. Is that, is that you Vrabes? Is that, is that (laughs) former coach of the year, Mike Vrabel? I knew you were doing this. Oh, you want, okay. Yeah. We're going to trade the, you know, points are made up and the picks don't matter. Uh, Okay. Yeah. We'll trade you the eight was the seven. We'll trade back to the 11 and a couple here. Okay. Done deal. Titans move up to the seventh pick. Wow. Take Ohio State quarterback C.J. Stroud because they have just no faith in their Liberty quarterback Malik Willis because oh, he couldn't shame. even start him in a playoff game last year when they snuck in. They they went with, with Josh Dobbs instead. Uh, so I think that they are not very happy with the Malik experience uh, and and the, what they've seen so far. Uh, Vrabel's got ties back to Ohio State. I think that they move up and they take CJ Stroud here and they swap picks with the Raiders. So I think that that is a possibility. I do think, however, it's probably unlikely because I think the Titans are probably, if, if Stroud is dropping that much, right? Like, where does he go? I mean, do the Raiders draft him? Do the Falcons draft him? I mean, the Raiders, if the Raiders are going to trade out of the pick, you know, I don't think the Falcons are going to draft him. I don't think the Bears are. I don't think the Eagles are. So now it's the Titans just kind of sitting there. I would be – this might be one of those Mac Jones situations where they don't need to trade up to get him, you know, and he might even fall to him like how we had last year or two years ago. But I like the consensus. I like kind of the, the shakeup of all that. Yeah, I just I think that's that's the most realistic trade up that I've seen. I want I wanted to have some fun, and I do think that you know there's the human element of 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 you know getting jittery that another team jumps him. I you know you you don't think the Bears would love to trade back again and get more picks. Like I think that they would be happy with getting all of the picks in the world. Um, it, it, the Falcons, I think the same thing. They've got a ton of holes on defense. I think that they could be happy to trade back. So I think that they're or just someone else calling into the Raiders and and, and moving. So. Um, 
I, I think that there's just that element where they could be sitting getting antsy in their own room and, and, and you could gamble that he makes it to you, but is it worth the gamble? Well, that's the question. And to be honest with you, I was this close to pulling the trigger because I, oh, I, I had the Texans second pick. And mm. I was this close to being like, let's do it. Let's draft him. Let's pick. And I was really going to move up at eight. But I could see that you were fidgety, and I almost dialed the number, but I can't beat 11, you know? So what are you going to do? Pull, pull the trigger on it. Yeah, I know. You got to make decisions in this. Goodness gracious, we're flying off the board. Okay. Falcons. Uh, I think the Falcons will take uh, best player available on defense. That's that's what I honestly, honest to God, really think that they'll do. I think that they need help kind of all over the place defensively. Um I would be if this falls the way it does, then I I think that the Falcons probably now have to start looking at corner, and it depends on who you like. You know, you, I think there's there's two schools of thought. You can take Christian Gonzalez, the tall, lanky uh, Oregon corner that's really sticky and aggressive tackler, or you could take the hard hitting, amazing uh, at mirroring the receiver guy from Illinois and Devin Witherspoon. Who do they take? To me, with their scheme fit, uh, and judging that they have Terrell on the other side, I'm going to say that they take Christian Gonzalez. I think they like Gonzalez a little bit better. Now, I know Witherspoon, a lot of people projecting him to go a little higher, but I think for for, for what the Falcons want to do defensively, they have a new defensive coordinator, uh, Nielsen from the Saints, coming over from them. They've drafted guys like Marshawn Lattimore in the past and stuff like that. So I think they like maybe a little longer of a corner. I'm going to go with Christian Gonzalez to go to Atlanta instead of Devon Witherspoon. And now Witherspoon is like, you could get him if you wanted to, but I'm going to take Christian Gonzalez here. Yeah, I do feel like there's that 1A, 1B kind of debate. And it is, again, like you said, different techniques is if, you know, lengthy press you know get up on the receiver christian gonzalez or or just a super twitchy and fast and really just a really good all-around corner i i, lo- I watched a little Devin witherspoon it's just I, he's like, twitchy I, love is the perfect he, I love the way he plays yeah twitchy is a perfect word for him i also think there's hmm, i thought you were gonna say best overall player on the board um but i think that you're setting up that one for another pick which i also Maybe. really want to happen to the bears Okay. Traded out from the one to get Carolina's nine. Uh, they obviously have Justin Fields. They don't need a quarterback. Quarterback of the future, Justin Fields. Um, and I think what you need to do in this draft is build around that. They, they've added some positional, you know, some weapons for him. Um, the offseason and some trade, obviously, with the DJ Moore coming over with this trade. I don't think that's where they're looking to add. They need to fix their offensive line. I think there is only one way to go is an offensive line here. There's a lot of different guys that I could pick. Again, this is all going to be how these teams value these guys. What makes the most sense to me is Paris Johnson out of Ohio State. Played with Justin Fields. I know, yeah, maybe that's not the highest tackle on the board. I know that there's kind of a lot of names that have floated around, but it would just make sense to me that uh, Ryan Pace is going to go with uh, Paris Johnson here, Ohio State, get him on your left tackle for your quarterback of the future. Uh, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm not going to fault you at all for taking Paris Johnson. I mean, he's, to me, I think he's the top pure tackle in this draft. He's six foot six. He's 313 pounds. He has an 85 and one eighths wingspan. 
Um, you know, really smart. I got to listen to him talk a little bit today, actually. I thought he was like really intelligent player, really fun guy to be around. Um, he might have a few bad habits. He might not be the most violent dude in the world, but he's athletic as all can be. Um, he's a good character guy and he's just so quick with his feet that I, I think this is, you know, I, I don't think you're getting a bad player with Paris Johnson. It might be the, the safest pick. But I do think that you're getting a good player either way. So I like the pick. Yep. And now your Eagles mm. are on the clock. Oh, the, the, what is going on? It's because I'm 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 now married to an Eagles fan, or is it like, am I just an Eagles fan? Am I am I am I exuding that? I got the patch shirt on still. Like I'm trying to trying to hold on hope here. I don't know. Like, might, what is it? I think you bleed green though at the same off and cut you I open. Don't. <laughs> I I this is ridiculous. I'm getting labeled. Something Lou Lou has started this whole thing. He started this whole thing. My I started Eagles. nothing. You this started it yourself, sir. You started this love affair you have with Jalen. You started. You, you told you told on yourself. Yeah, you I really did. did. All right. Yeah, best, it, this is all you. It, it was because it was because I had that eighteen to one ticket from the MVP. I think I hyped him up too much to the point where now people think I'm in love with him. But they do have the best GM in the league, and he's going to make a pick right here in Howie Roseman. Uh and you know how Howie is, right? He zigs when others zag, doesn't he, Matt? This is the he pick does. I want to happen so bad. I want it so bad, and I think he's going to do it. Because, honestly, if Carter's not here, they'll probably try to move out. I don't think there will be somebody that wants to really move up to 10 for what reason, for what player. Um, not really sure. I think this is the time. Pair Jalen Hurts up with a weapon. Pair him up. With the best athlete in this in this draft, pair him up with Bijan Robinson from Texas. Oh boy, you want to talk about fantasy? Let's talk fantasy because this fantasy could be reality real easy, and you could see the Eagles run into another Super Bowl if they come and get this guy. I, I think Bijan Robinson is by far and away uh, the best running back in the best running back. Yes, absolutely, but also maybe the best athlete. In this draft, he's five foot eleven. He's two hundred and fifteen pounds. Yes, he ran a four four six uh, at the 40, uh, 40 time in the combine. I think he's probably a four three guy. He's agile. He's loose. He just cut. He's in and out. He just bounces out of these cuts that are incredible, unbelievable vision. Can catch the football as well. Uh, I believe he had what 19, 20 catches last year, twenty five the year before. He's got he, he had uh, six touchdowns in the last two years just receiving, uh, and he gets sixteen yards a catch, which is unbelievable uh, last year. So unanimous All American, Doak Walker Award winner, uh, another Ricky Williams, Cedric Benson. Name your Texas quarterback. This dude is is the guy. So uh, I'm going to take Bijan here. He goes to Philly, and they make magic. Uh, throwing and running with Jalen Hurts. Just talk about, I mean, yeah, fantasy goods. If, if he gets to the Eagles, he's going to be, a, a, I think, a consensus first-round pick next year, a, a top-ten pick in fantasy as far as running backs go. It's going to be the you know the allure of a rookie running back. There's always a rookie running back that finishes in the top. I think there's a stat that the past, like, 20 years, there's been a, a, a rookie running back, at least in the top 20 every year. They usually always outperform their draft ADP in fantasy. Obviously, this can get too high, but – uh, I would bet he's a top 10 running back next year if he stays healthy. I think it's just a perfect marriage of this player who, you know, 
15 years ago would have been the first player overall taken in the draft. When we, when we were pounding the football, everybody in the NFL would have been. But again, this is that that is the Eagles game. And I think it's a perfect pairing. So uh, I, that one would be just ooh, fantasy goodness. I agree. Now, the Raiders are on the clock with their uh, swapped pick that they did with the Titans. And I think this is perfect case scenario. I think this is a guy that they would have taken at seven if uh, they didn't get the call and didn't get a trade. And now he falls to them at 11, Devin Witherspoon. I mean, they, they have a, a ton of cornerback problems. Uh, I think they really need to to boost up that secondary again. And I think that this is such a good fit for them. So uh, I, I think this one's also pretty quick. Best case scenario for the Raiders is stockpile, hopefully some more picks, and then come in and grab Devin Witherspoon. What's your you – got, you got a problem with this pick, Dan? No, I have no problem. I'm just shocked that he – that we dropped him out. I think out of with, with me taking Lucas Van Ness totally screwed up Devin Witherspoon. That know? is that is the big curve. I mean, I had a trade, but that's the curveball so far that we've thrown. Yeah. I, I, I've i heard some things, some rumblings about him that this kid is, is going to be a, a top 10 pick. But I've also heard Witherspoon's going to be a top 10 pick. And I wonder, you know, him being there, it's like, you know, the Falcons are going to have the, the choice. The Titans, obviously, if they trade in, are not going to take him. Do the Bears take him? I don't know. I, it doesn't seem like it. They need offensive line help. I mean, this is just fascinating that the Raiders make out like bandits in this draft. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that there could be a chance that obviously that trade doesn't go through. You know, this hypothetical trade that has been rumored wouldn't go through because a guy like Witherspoon's on the board and the Raiders are like, yeah, we're getting picks, but we can't, you know, we can't pass this guy. We can't risk not getting him. Uh, I do think there's a, you know, I think that's the 11th pick only, you know, okay, they're not, they're probably not trading up to get Witherspoon. So we got to dodge three bullets here to get him. So um, it, it might be worth the, the the risk for them to try and do it. But yeah, I think if they're, he's there, um, and they could take him at seven or 11. Gosh, that would be a steal. And they'll probably yeah, accumulate that, so many picks. Best case scenario for them if this happens. Man, that's awesome. Uh, okay. Tw- oh my God. Okay. Another, <laughs> another big pick. Yeah, all right. So the Texans, I couldn't move up. I had to get into this spot, had to stay in this spot, wanted to move up to, to where the Raiders were, but couldn't do it. So now I feel like the Texans got to take – I mean, they don't have to take, but if if it's me, I'm probably thinking best available. But I just wonder if the Texans are going to take Tyree Wilson at two. They're going to leave this draft not getting one of those big quarterbacks because if if Houston would be taking a big gamble if they let Richardson slide now cuz i think somebody could take him in the first i don't know uh i think the second round if he's not going to the first he'll go in the second more than likely i'd be shocked if he didn't um but they have the Davis Mills Case Keenum thing going on. I mean, best available player. I'm honestly not even. I mean, I I see one guy up here that I'm like, okay, that guy is definitely probably the best player available. But is, is it time? Is it time? I think you know you hitch a lot of this to your fifth year option. I'm gonna pull the trigger, Anthony Richardson. Give him to me. I'm gonna take him. I'm gonna do it. I think they, that at some point the owner's got to step in and be like, look, we need to have a battle plan. We cannot go into next season with Davis Mills and Case Keenum. We just can't do it. And even if we do do it, we got to have a plan for the future. And I just think Richardson, I think just unbelievable talent. 
240 and can run like that and 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 can throw as a rocket arm. I mean, we're talking Cam Newton level, maybe not MVP Cam Newton level, but like we're talking starting quarterback Cam Newton level quarter. I mean, that's that's what we're talking about here. I mean, I, I just can't pass that up. And I think he had a lot of receivers at Florida that had a lot of drop passes as well. Like they were really not a good receiving core. I think he's better than the tape. I just think he's better than the tape. Sure, he's got a little bit of ways to go, and he's probably a year away. But, man, I think without a doubt, I would take him the second quarterback is what I would do. you know. And I'd probably take him right here, but this is, the, this is where I'd take him. I'm going to give Houston Anthony Richardson. Yeah, and if you didn't take him there, we are going to have to start. Phones would be starting to light up again for these next few Absolutely. picks. Absolutely. Now, now teams are really – he gets to the mid-teens – Team, teams are going to be willing to move up for him for sure. Cause again, raw product is, is kind of the thing, but the best, you know, a raw, a raw bundle of clay of the highest quality, most rare form of clay we've ever seen that we can make into uh, you know, a David. So uh, of some sort. So uh, I think that's a good pick. I think that makes sense. And I agree. I think there's gotta be some pressure on them to, to take a quarterback. Where are you getting these art references from? Like, well, well look at you, Mr. Culture. Like, wow, like Michelangelo over here. You know, I, I got, I've got more than just football and hockey in me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Pick for me, Mark Murphy. Pick for me, Brian Gutekunst. What are you going to do here, huh? You're going <laughs> to screw filled, the whole franchise? Filled just, with GMs. <laughs> yeah. No, you're going you're gonna to finally do it. You're going to finally take the skill guy, huh? You, you know, <sighs> This poor young quarterback that we got in Jordan Love, he's just got no weapons around him. It's like, I don't know what our quarterback is supposed to do if he doesn't have weapons. So I think the only thing here, beyond B. John Robinson, the only thing I want to see is the Packers take a skill position player. I don't think it's going to be a wide receiver. I don't think the wide receiver class is very good in this draft. All I've been hearing about are all these tight ends. These tight ends is a tight end heavy draft. And I think that they take who I have on my list as the best available and the standout receiver of this group, Dalton Kincaid out of Utah. I think he is uh, more of, can't say he's not Travis Kelsey, but he's more of a Travis Kelsey type uh, versus some of these other tight ends that are available, which are more, you know, in, you know, in line, reliable blockers. But uh, again, he played a ton of, a ton of time lined up in the slot in Utah um, has a lot of, Great wiggle, great strength. Uh, wiggle is another term that I've just come across a thousand times doing research here. Is this guy has got a ton of wiggle. Uh, he's got really good quickness. He's a polished route runner. So um, I think, yeah, you got to support your quarterback with a weapon. I mean, what would what would a good franchise do if they didn't do that? 6'3", 245 pounds out of Las Vegas. Uh, played at Utah, obviously. 70 catches for 900 yards, eight touchdowns, just three drops in five years in his career at Utah. And obviously uh, he also has the distinction of just being a strong and willing, consistent blocker, but they also call him an above average pass catcher. So uh, it seems like the, the idea is playmaker, I think would be the, the operative word for him. Now I have heard a lot of links between the Packers and Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame, but I also have heard that a lot of scouts like Kincaid over uh, over mayor. So that's interesting. And I'm shocked that you passed on the, the receiver as well. So this would be fun. I, I, I think that would be a fun little pick. 
and really stick it to stick it to twelve, uh, and and don't let the door hit you on the way out. All right, here we go. Um, you never know what these cats are going to do, obviously. And you know, this year and the guest is as good as mine. But my God, I mean, we're we're sitting here, we're sitting here, and you're telling me that this dude is still on the board. I'm sorry, like there's no way the Patriots let Peter Skaronsky pass up right here. It's just no way. I mean, you got yeah, the two corners are off the board. Yeah, you got uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. But I'm sorry, the best offensive lineman in the draft is still on the board. It's Peter Skaronsky. He, I mean, what a great first off, great name, great offensive lineman name. But second off, as strong as an ox, can play guard and tackle. Go put on the Nebraska tape from last year and just watch him go to work. Even against Ohio State, he was dominating. Uh, I, I think this guy's the best in the draft. Is elite hand placement, if you like that term for you. Uh, he places his hands elitely on people. So I, I think Peter Skaronsky's the guy. If he's here, I mean, and I just – I would be shocked if he is. But if he's here, he's going to New England. I'm sorry. They're, they're, that's running the card up to the front. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. He seems like a perfect – just a perfect Patriots draft pick. Oh I, I was, he was, he was good. He was on the board for, for my next pickup with the Jets. I was, I was going to have to go for a serious debate here if I was going to take him coming up, but I, I think the, the Patriots, that's a great pick. Get out like a bandit. All right. J E T S baby. Go Joe Douglas. Jets two spots lower after the Rogers trade. Um, and again, I, I think that they're definitely going offensive line here. Uh, you know, the positives of last year were how good that their skill positions were and how good their defense was. So I think that they feel pretty confident in their defense and they want to beef up the offensive line here, especially without a ton coming off the board so far. Obviously, just took the second player off of the offensive line board. But um, again, it's going to be I think it's going to be a tackle. Uh, I know Makai Becton not been the best left tackle. I thought about putting Darnell right here, but I do think that they maybe want to make sure they sure up that left side more and Darnell right. He's the best right tackle in this draft. He didn't play, I don't think, any left tackle when he was at Tennessee. Uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. So I think that they go with the Georgia left tackle, Broderick Jones, who started every game at left tackle for the dogs. Uh, great, great hands and pass sets. Same thing. You know, I mean, really good when dropping back. It's going to have to protect 12 or whatever number he's going to be wearing when he's out in, in, in New York. But um, so I will give them uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia. Violent football player. More than violent. Uh, and I think Jones, I think a lot of people like Jones because of that. They see him as maybe more of an aggressive offensive lineman willing to get more dirty than Paris Johnson. And I've heard, don't be surprised if he goes ahead of Paris Johnson. But I think the Jets could absolutely use him in a variety of ways. I think he could play inside as well. So uh, that would be a good pick. That would definitely be a good pick for the Jets. I could likes definitely to, likes to finish all the way to the ground. Is another is another mm. note I had on him. Likes to <laughs> likes to likes to pile people through the turf. He's a pig piler. That guy. All right, getting dirty. Uh, final pick of the newly owned, or maybe so, Washington Commanders. Uh, first pick here. Uh, Daniel Snyder is technically still the owner, but. It's tentative that Josh Harris will be the new owner of Washington. So what do they do here? I mean, this is kind of a fascinating spot for them. I, I think they need secondary help real bad. That, that's where I would go. And it's tough because there's two guys on the board that I really like here to go. But I'm going to say 
I'm going to say they, instead of, of, of taking the highest at the safety position, I think they go corner. I think they take Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State. It really was my favorite guy that was that was on the board to begin the 2023 college football season. He was my favorite corner to watch. And I think, you know, he's he's got all the dog in him that his father had, right? I mean, Joey Porter uh, at the Steelers, who, of course, just was an absolute loudmouth and it couldn't stand him. But this kid uh, plays with that type of confidence and swag. He's a long corner, similar to Gonzalez. I think a little bit more muscular toned, but a little grabby, I would say. Uh, so a little over aggressive. That's why he might have dropped below those other two guys, but still right up there in that same breath. So I'll put Joey Porter Jr. on the board for the Commanders. I like that pick. Yeah, they definitely need some secondary help. In, in Washington. I mean, it was, it was abysmal last year. Again, great physical press corner. Like you said, just all of the tenacity his old man had at linebacker, but he's, he's, mm-hmm. he's out, he's out guarding some smaller guys on the outside. So I think, uh, yeah, very physical corner. Um, before we, before we pick for, for Joey Porter's old team, his father's old team, why don't we just real quick do a rundown. This is the end of the first half of the first round. So I just want to go through a real quick rundown of, uh, what we have so far so we can catch people up on it. So number one, overall, we had the Panthers obviously taking Bryce Young out of Alabama, the quarterback. Two to the Texans is Tyree Wilson of Texas Tech. Three, Will Anderson of Alabama. No surprise there. We put Will Levis on the Colts at number four. Let's have the Seahawks taking Jalen Carter. Maybe a little bit of a surprise pick. We put Lucas Van Ness on the Lions here from Iowa, defensive end, defensive tackle. Uh, we have the Titans trading up to the Raiders spot, taking C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State at quarterback. Falcons, we give them Christian Gonzalez from Oregon at corner. Give the Bears Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. B. John Robinson in Philadelphia, Kelly Green. I think that would be outstanding. We think the Raiders absolutely are the winners of this draft so far by trading back and still getting Devin Witherspoon of Illinois. Give the Texans Anthony Richardson from Florida. They got to get away with a, a quarterback here. Packers Dalton Kincaid of Utah goes to the Packers. Patriots another steal pick here. Peter Skaronsky from Northwestern. The Jets take Broderick Jones from Georgia, the offensive tackle, and the Commanders have Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Matt, I think it's safe to say all the first round players are off the board. All right, so on the clock now. With the Steelers. Um, I do think uh, I was going to take Joey Porter Jr. Just because, again, the match made in heaven. Oh, oh, his dad perfect. playing long time there. I mean, come on. He stole that one from me. But uh, I think, uh, again, they, they can go a lot of different directions here. They can go um, defense. They always like to have more defensive players. Um, they love to get their wideouts late in drafts. So I think there's a chance they can go for best wide receiver on the board because they might see as a value following them this far at 17. But I do think they trust their ability to just draft late wide receivers like they always do and, and develop them. So I think they sure up the offensive line here uh, and they go with the big man. I didn't take for the Jets and we're going to go with Darnell Wright nice. out of uh, Tennessee. So I think, again, just a, a super big body uh, to throw on that uh, offensive line. Um, put up great. With the best you know thing they could say is he, he put up great tape against Will Anderson. Again, everybody, everybody's big guy coming in as far as the defensive side. Everybody's talking about. Anderson, uh, Darnell Wright's tape against uh, with Tennessee against Alabama, he he really contained him very well. So uh, a really good right tackle uh, to throw on that offensive line for the Stillers. Uh, another guy that's just a mean SOB. 
you know, I mean, and, and strong as an ox. So I like that pick for the Steelers getting a good offensive lineman. I think actually this next pick is pretty easy for me since the Lions, I think the Lions would try to trade out uh, of this spot. But I also think that they need a very glaring need and something that is really prevalent in this draft, like you mentioned before, is tight end. They they draft, they sent away TJ Hawkinson to the Vikings, so it's time to get somebody back. They have Irv Smith back there, but I think this is a great fit. I think Michael Mayer has got to be the pick here for the Lions if he's here. I think it'll be tough to trade out now because of the lack of talent here in this draft that that is after the the first half. So I'm going to give them Michael Mayer, your guy out of Notre Dame, who I think could be uh, you know, all-star, all-star level caliber player. He is six foot four. He has 250 pounds. I thought he was the best tight end in football last year. Um, really just offensive weapon, uh, outstanding offensive weapon, more of a wide tight end, the traditional receiving tight end. Maybe not as good of a blocker as Kincaid, but I think more explosive in the offensive game. So I'll give I'll give them uh, Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Yeah, super reliable tight end and kind of everything you want him to do. Solid, reliable run blocker can play on the line, can play off the line. So I think he is he's the more versatile tight end. He's not the the you know the deep threat, the playmaker, but really good at finding pockets in the defense. Just going to be going to be a third down weapon for Jared Goff for sure. Um, I now sit on the clock with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mm. Man, there was a, there was a scenario in my head where Will Levis made it all the way back here, and they would have screamed and jumped and, and grabbed him. And I think that's again possible if if you know we switch your Richardson pick around. I think things can things can change if the Texans end up getting Stroud. But uh, I am now stuck in a spot. I also all the tackles just came off of the board that I was kind of keying in on them. I do think they still have potential to take a tackle. Uh, and I think where I'm going to go with this for them is we're actually going to go with oh, someone on, on the defense on. line. I oh, gotta, boy. I, I'm calling. I'm ring calling. it in? I, th- I think, I think I'm we're, we're taking this call. I just think I want to make sure that I have this pick. Okay, I think I do. Yeah, I'm ringing in. Uh, incoming call from Eric DaCosta at the Baltimore Ravens coming up to mm-hmm. make a p- selection here. Uh, we want in. We want in. We want to we want to make a deal here. We'll swap first rounders. We'll throw you a third, maybe a fourth. You throw us back a sixth rounder. We're going in. Done, done deal. Done deal. I think All the Bucks right, are in a spot to be adding a lot of adding a lot of picks here. So swapping the nineteen for the twenty two. All right, he's on the board. Let's go get him. We want JSN. We're taking Jackson Smith and Jigba to the Baltimore Ravens. We want the receiver. We added Odell. He's only on a one year deal. We got to get Lamar back in this building. We got to make him happy. We're getting JSN if he's on the board. Give me this, dude. This is going to be a really weird comparison, but don't yell at me, okay? Because Steve Smith said it. So if Steve Smith said it, I kind of agree with him. He's a slot receiver. He's craftier and quicker. He's not like straight line speed. He's not like the Garrett Wilsons and the Chris Olaves. He's got a little Julian Edelman-esque play to his game. I really believe that. And I think that this would be a nice play to get him out in space. Again, just knows how to play the game. Ryan Hartline, the receivers coach at Ohio State, said he was maybe the best slot receiver he's ever seen play in high school. Uh, And that's why he told Jamison Williams to leave and go to Alabama because we have JSN and we don't need you. So um, I I think this kid, the sky's the limit for him. He's one of my guys on my list. I'm taking JSN to the Baltimore Ravens in a big trade. 
All right, sliding up a couple picks to get their guy that they want. Uh, bulk up that wide receiver room that's a little depleted. Got to keep Lamar happy, like you said. Uh, and then just like that, because of the trade, you're back on the clock again. Pete Carroll's second pick in the first round in whoever Whoa. their GM is that I don't know. Another one, John Schneider. Oh, my goodness. Oh, of one of the better ones. One of the better ones. Um, okay, so I'm going to put JSN in here. Okay, so Seattle. All right. I think Seattle has got to look here. Probably you could look at secondary here. I think I think you could do that. I think I think you probably got to, you know, shore up. You shored up that defensive line. So now you kind of have a little more room to maneuver hmm this is really tough now now we're really down the list with people um yeah i'm gonna add him i'm gonna go uh i'm gonna go brian branch from alabama the safety for the seahawks because i i think i think they're disappointed i think with what they've gotten out of jamal adams as a coverage guy and they need a rangier free safety that can also play the nickel position so i'm gonna take brian branch Alabama safety to go to Seattle. Best safety in the game. Really the only first-round talent, I think, at the position. So why not take him when you can get other guys at other positions later down the line? Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense for them trying to get, again, they, they really need to bolster up that defense. So I think that that is a good move uh, for Seattle to try and try and match with that offensive talent that they showed last year. All right, so I'm on the clock now with, the Los Angeles Superchargers, uh, with with our with your favorite offensive coordinator now in Good. town, Callen Moore. Uh, I, I do think that yes, we think of this team; they've got some good wideouts and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, but they're never on the field. They always seem to be hurt, and we always need to seem to be filling spots with them. So, and I think that Callen Moore wants to have Justin Herbert have as many weapons as possible. We want to have three solid wideouts that we can rely on out here. So, I think they go wide receiver couple on the board that I'm thinking about. We're just going to go ahead and plug in Jordan Addison here. I think Jordan Ooh. Addison out of South Carolina, uh, out of University of South California. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I, I, just, I think that he uh, really good route runner, good frame. I, there's a couple other guys on this board that are like speed guys. There's Quentin Johnson, who's another really big body, which I think he's a, exact comparable to Mike Williams. So I don't think they take Quentin Johnson here. Um, who seems to be sliding his way out of the first round anyway. So Jordan Addison is who I'm going to just take as, as my best available here uh, for them. Wow. Okay. Jordan Addison. That's fascinating. He's small. He's 5'11", 175 pounds. He's small. But I, I think that he's got the most elite separation uh, of anybody in this draft. In terms of those smaller corners, how many receivers are there that are like under 5'11 and under 180 pounds? I mean, it's ridiculous. So many. So many. They're all Devonta Smith this year. Yeah. Thank, go out and thank Devontae Smith for all these guys. All these guys need to thank him for, for just leading the way and winning that Heisman Trophy and getting to, to be so good. I mean, the guy, like you said, not big at all, but crafty, really good speed. Um, in the slot, I mean, he's a pure slot receiver, and it's not really something the the Chargers really have. They pretty much got two outside receivers and Josh Palmer. That's pretty much all they have. So I would also look for the Chargers to go uh, tight end here as well. You're going back to back here because you got the Bucks. Yeah, I got three in a row here. Um, oh, go go for it. So again, this is either going to be offensive line or defensive line. If 
feels to me, I don't know how their vertical boards and horizontal boards are going to line up. Uh, <laughs> mine are showing that the value here might be sucked out of the offensive line. So we're going to slide over to the defensive side. There's also been a ton of edge rushers. <sighs> Do I pull the there's, a, there's a couple guys Do out I there. Pull the trigger on this one. I think that they end up going. Uh, we'll go defensive tackle. Brian Brees out of Clemson. Uh, great, great size for the position. Uh, can play up and down the line, can play over the guard or, or inside the tackle, you know, so they can, they can move him around a lot. Um, so I think that they're going to, they're going to take Brees here. It was a little bit more, uh, well, versatile in his own right. There's definitely another player that's quite versatile that we're, I'm very interested to see who's gonna, where he's going to fall. Yeah. Brian Brzee, uh kid out of uh, messed, Maryland. Messed up one already. No, I was waiting for it. I, I was going to correct you, not tell you, but you can go for it. There's, there's other, there's worse names, trust me. But uh, kid was the number one recruit in high school uh, in the country. Went to Clemson, like you said, wide dude, big dude, tall, um, family dude. Uh, yeah, I think he's got like five or six siblings, so he's he's okay in my book with that scenario. But a real baller. I mean, I think this would be a good pick for the Bucks to to shore up even more defensive tackle positions. Um, maybe, maybe you know, I. I I could see the Bucks maybe going quarterback here, but but I also maybe could see the next team going quarterback here. Show me where the Vikings go. I've heard some of this quarterback talk at it, and and I do think again talking about if if uh, Richardson or Stroud started to leak into the teens, Vikings were. I was gonna I was getting ready to make a call because I do think the Vikings. I don't know if they're that interested in a twenty five year old Hendon Hooker. I don't know if anybody in the first round is going to be very interested in a twenty five year old hmm. Hendon Hooker. If we're being honest, I'm just. Not sure. Uh, one of the wages I already made was under four and a half quarterbacks taken in the first round. I do okay. think that that's pretty solid. So just for that, I'm not going to draft them to, to ruin my own bet. That's totally reliant on this draft. Uh, <laughs> but I think that they can go wide receiver here. I think that they want to put Ooh. somebody along the other side of Stefan Diggs. Um, is is Justin, Jefferson. In, Justin Jefferson, not Diggs. Sorry, formerly Diggs. Um, <laughs> is, is gone. Steelers He's in, in, in He's Carolina. Gone, right? In so I think that this does make sense. Um, again, not a lot of guys to take that are big bodies, but I think they want someone who could play opposite of Jefferson, uh, give them some little bit of a different look. So we'll give him Zay Flowers out of Boston College. Ooh. Um, very, really smart player. He stayed committed to Boston College for all four years, wanted to finish his degree, wanted to know that he was good at beyond football if this didn't work out. Uh, so I think a really uh, a smart player that probably impress a lot of teams in the room uh, in interviews, obviously undersized, but great release at the top of his route. Uh, it, I've got some notes from Daniel Jeremiah. It doesn't waste any movements at all. Uh, really good ball skills. So uh, even though he's undersized, like I said, him and Addison undersized, but both really good at the catch point uh, being at their height that they are. So give him Zay Flowers out of Boston College for the Minnesota Vikings. Another one, 5'9", 182 comes in but he ran a 442 and the word i every person in america that talked about zay flowers uses the same exact word sudden that's the same word every single draft analysis scout i have also heard rumblings though that he's liked more by the analysts than he is by the league i don't hate it i don't hate it and i think it would fit the vikings i think it makes sense team wise you know what they would do and i don't think they would I don't think they would bat an eye. I think that they would be completely okay with this. Um, and I also heard that Quentin Johnson is falling. So, you know, this makes sense in a lot of ways for us. 
All right, finally, I get to make a pick. God bless. Uh, Jaguars. Oh, man. It's a tough one. A lot of guys off the board. I think the Jaguars probably need to, you know, you, you got your guy now. You got to go from good to great. I think you got to protect them, right? Um, and a guy I'm super impressed with that I think they'd be impressed with and is kind of right in their backyard as an offensive lineman. I'm going to go offensive guard Osiris Torrance out of Florida. Uh, mountain of a man. I believe 6'5", 336 pounds. The only thing I'll say about him, he's just hard to get around and he's hard to get through. Tough to move a guy like that, isn't it? I mean, and I thought he was really, really good at the senior bowl. I thought he did really good reps uh, in practice and really good uh, play during the game. And I think he's there. I think he'll be a first-round talent. So I'm going to take Osiris Torrance out of Florida. All right, got to share up the offensive line, of course, for protect the young quarterback, so that makes sense. The New York football giants are now on the board at the 25th pick. Mm. This one, I talk about confusing, and I, I, I really don't know where to go with this one. Uh, I originally did have Quentin Johnson. I thought wide receiver. I, I, again, I do, it does seem like he's dropping out. I don't know if they'd be interested in, again, another undersized guy. I, I go Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, who's like just another – smaller slot receiver type. So I think for them, they go and look for something on the defensive side an edge rusher. They're not willing to take risk on some of these new age prototypical speed edge guys. They're going to oh, take, man. they're going to take tall, long arms, you know, typical edge rusher and, and miles Murphy out of Clemson Nice is who they're going to go here. I like that. I think I think that okay. So really, your debate was probably between Nolan Smith and Miles Murphy. Am I right? Correct. Okay, so a hundred percent. Like that's the whole thing. You, do you take Murphy, who's the bigger, you know, more? You know, you can kind of rely on him in a little bit of a five technique and edge rusher spot. Obviously, he's he's got the size. Or do you take the under undersized but super fast, super physical? Nolan Smith, who played at Georgia and was like a freak at the combine. Um, it's a tough call, man. But you know what? I, I don't doubt you for taking the size because I think a lot of people could just run right at, uh, run right at right, you know. And, and you look at Miles Murphy, I'm just looking at him now, 6'4, 268 compared to Nolan Smith, who's 6'2, 240, um, playing defensive end. It's hard to play at that weight. So I like it. Um, Cowboys. Man, they can go a lot of different directions here. I have six names that I had to write down for the Cowboys, and four of them are gone. So I'm on the fifth guy. This is tough because they could go in really either direction. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna finally let this guy. I think they're gonna take this guy uh, because we've been hearing about it the last couple of days that he's gonna be in that first round. So let's put him in there. We talked about him right before. Elijah Cansey, baby. Let him go. Let him go eat. I'm going to put him with the Dallas Cowboys out of Pittsburgh. He would be um, he would be one of the the uh, first Pittsburgh defensive tackles taken uh, in the first round. Outside of I, I'm not even sure Donald Donald went in the first round. He had to have gone in the first round. But um, you know, it, not a lot of guys from Pittsburgh do it. But I think a lot of people see a lot from Cansey. To, to, to get out of this and play a, a defensive tackle role for this team. They need a defensive tackle. 
tackle going along with Demarcus Lawrence and the bunch. 6'1", only 280 pounds, but again, sudden. Like, that's the move where he's just fast and powerful and he's got a lot of good, like, hand moves to be able to get around bigger offensive linemen. So a little bit of maybe like a boring pick, but not for draft nerds. I think Kalijah Kansi, the Cowboys, would be exciting. Thank God you took him and I didn't have to pronounce the name because I, I butchered <laughs> it earlier. Um, all right, I am on the clock with the Bills, who just are trying to crack through that ceiling that they have not been able to crack through. Uh, now with another good quarterback in the division, it becomes harder to win. Uh, you know, you've already got an MVP like Tua in there, and now you bring in Aaron Rodgers. I mean, a lot to compete with. But uh, that being said, I think that they do need to improve their defense uh, is where they're going to go here. We have not had a typical stand-up linebacker taken off the board yet, um, and I think that's where they go here. I think that they're going to take Trenton Simpson out of Clemson, wow. uh, a tall off-ball linebacker, Good in man coverage, can cover running backs, you know, good sideline to sideline speed. Not the best in zone coverage uh, is, is are the reports on him, but a really good blitzer is, is quick to fill in the gaps um, and, and can chase down a quarterback. So uh, Trenton Simpson uh, for the Buffalo Bills out of Clemson. Wow. Is that the Tremaine Edmonds replacement? I think so. I think that's I think that's kind of where they want to go. Nobody's taken, uh, you know, I said a stand-up linebacker off, just the edge rusher. So I think that – Makes a little bit of sense. Wow. Wow. I mean, you know, I, I have the Bengals next year, and they have a couple of needs, but my God, I mean, he, I mean, there's a guy staring us right in the face, and, you know, he hasn't been taken yet, and I'm shocked that he hasn't. Um, I think the Bengals, the Bengals probably have the needs of more – I think offense is maybe a little bit of a pressing. I think corner and safety is one, but I'm just not sure there's a corner left here for them to take in this round. I think they would, they would wait. I don't think there's a safety they would take maybe tight end. They would go here, but when, with Nolan Smith on the board, I mean, don't you have to, I mean, you, don't you have to, you don't cause I want him for the next pick. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. That's actually fine because I like this pick better because I think it's juicier. We need to get this guy in the first round. I believe he's going. Darnell Washington out of Georgia, the the Georgia tight end. I have to take him. You just can't teach 6'7", 270. And not only do they get a tight end who's going to develop into an offensive weapon, is already a pretty decent one, he's the best blocking tight end in the draft. I mean, in my personal opinion – that's what he is. The only reason he's not above those guys is because he may not be as as good of an offensive weapon. But man, if he develops, he's got Gronkowski level like intangibles all around him. So I gotta take this dude. I mean, I don't see how this dude falls out of the first round. He's a freak. Yeah, that's. I think that's a great fit too. Like I said, because he he is that just home run. Obviously, he's a big. That's why he's such a great blocker because he's just his mass. That is just a name that carries mass. Darnell Washington. There's there's not a there's no slim Darnell Washingtons in the world. They're all just thick dudes. Got don't, a lot of don't, syllables. Don't cut that. Got a thick name. Thick name. <laughs> um, so I like that pick, and I think it's a perfect marriage for a team that again wants to just be electric downfield passing, and he is just another home run hitter threat. Uh, just a big body down the middle. So I like that pick a lot. 
Uh, and again, I will get right to the quick one. I think that the Saints are on the clock now. They have been depleted on the defensive line. Uh, something that's been so good for them. The free agency, you know, they've gotten picked clean of all their players. So I think that they take the rangy defensive talent, this new age speed edge rusher, undersized, doesn't matter, has all the moves in the book. Nolan Smith uh, out of Georgia is going to go to the Saints here. Love him. 6'2", 240, like we said. Uh, not really a power, like going to run right into you, but man, is he just change of direction is ridiculous with this dude. So I like that you – I also I, – I wanted to comment on that. The fact that you took Trenton Simpson and, like, that is such a, like, wild card position this year. Like, there are no really solid linebackers. Mm. And I think you could go anywhere with those guys. So I'm uh, I'm feeling that one. I like that one a lot. I really like that pick. Um, Eagles. I was going to go Jameer Gibbs here if we weren't able to get Bijan. But we got him. That was my thought of if they met, they might have that same thought in the room of like, do we want to waste a top 10 on him when we could probably get a really solid running back at the end of the first. Right. So I think they need, they obviously need offensive line because they're going to be going through it, you know, pretty soon. So is there a guy there? There is one or two or, or do they like defensive line? Because they need edge rushers too. They need they need big guys on the inside, and, and and this could be, you know, maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I keep hearing this name coming up as he's going to be a first round pick. Going down the board a little bit, but I'm going to do it. Will McDonald the fourth out of Iowa State going mm. to the Philadelphia Eagles? I know we got him ranked like at our eighth the uh, end edge on this list that that we're using the Dane Brugler beast list here. But I just think, uh, as of recently, and what we keep hearing is that this dude is going to be a dog uh, for this draft class because they just like his twitch. Again, it's another twitchy guy. Yeah, he, again, uh, uh, too many undersized guys, and he's a rare birdie. 6'3", 239 pounds. And yeah, he's, he, maybe he does have a second-round grade. Who cares? I mean, I, I think that he, with his production, he had a 10-and-a-half a sacks his in 2020, uh, he had 11 and a half sacks in 2021. He didn't do quite as well in 2022. He only had five sacks. But uh, again, he was first team Big 12 and first team All-American in those last three years. So, um, or at least first team All-American one year, but first team All-Big 12 all three years. Uh, the production is there. The size is there. The speed is there for his position. I'm going to take Will McDonald the fourth. And go and go to the Philadelphia Eagles so they can get some guys in the pipeline for when some of their older edge rushers retire. Yeah, that's that's a name I've heard climbing draft boards more. People are, are kind of in their mocks, squeezing him into the first round because again, I think that he's put some some good some good tape out there and stuff between his workouts and combine and everything. So I think he is a, a name that's kind of rising. So I, I like that for them too. The last pick, the defending Super Bowl champion, Prince of Darkness. Kansas City Chiefs. This is another team. Dan, I'm gonna have you help me with this one because I made one more pick. Sure. You. So we'll let's just let's just tag team this one. Tag team. Do we give them Jameer Gibbs? Do do all of a sudden they say you know I know that they've you know they they've still got Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Has that they got Pacheco? They have Pacheco now too. Yeah. Like this do, could be a definite trade out spot. It could be. 
do they take a really quick wide receiver in Jalen Hyatt, a really a real speedster on that, that on that front? That or, makes so, sense. So we're going there, or we're going with just uh, Andy Reid loves just big bodies to put on the line. Steve Avila, oh, it's tough uh, to Esteban pass. Avila at a TCU, uh, <laughs> just a big man, six four, three thirty. Um, out of TCU, Man. where well, do you, where I, do we go? I, I think that I mean Miko's gone, Juju's gone. You know, like who else do they have on their roster outside of? I mean, Sky Moore. Is that their? Is that you're gonna hit your yeah. wagon to Sky Moore as your as your receiver? I mean, they got MBS, they got Tony, and they got Sky Moore, and then it's like Richie James, and that's it. Let's so, give him Jalen Hyatt. I think they, you know, I think it makes they sense. love yeah. speed. They love speed on that team. Yep, hundred percent. They don't care. They don't care where it comes from. They need speed. So I agree with you. I, I think Jalen Hyatt sneak him in. I, there's other guys that I want to put in here, but it just doesn't make any sense. Like I think it's Jalen Hyatt. It does feel like Jameer Gibbs is going to find his way into the first two. I, I feel weird that we left him out. I do feel like someone takes him at the end. That I, I, there's a trade. There's definitely a a trade in opportunity. I think for someone again like to sneak into that 31 to grab, grab Gibbs. But um, he might find his way into the second round. I, might. I, I, I think, look, you know, you know how the, the draft is now, you know, I mean, it's not geared towards those type of players anymore. And, uh, but I do think Gibbs has that first round ability. So I agree with you. And I think we had a lot of weird picks this year. I think so many things can happen going through this, by the way, do you know who has that 32nd pick? No. That would be the Pittsburgh Steelers have the 32nd pick in the draft, but it's the first pick of the second round because they traded it for Chase Claypool. Oh, so yeah. That's where they were able to get it, which is an unbelievable – think about that. They, they, got, they essentially yeah. got a first-round pick for Chase Claypool thanks to the Dolphins. Right, a guy that they drafted probably, uh, uh, imagine a second round pick or third round. I think he was like third, fourth round. Yeah, like, they, they never take any of the wideouts early. So, no. yeah, so, good return on that. Absolutely. So I, I agree with you. I think Gibbs, if we're just looking at the names uh, on this list that I think you could probably look at, Gibbs is right off the bat, maybe Hendon Hooker. I mean, Quentin Johnson just jumps right at you, you know. I mean, how he doesn't end up – I mean – I, I don't know. I, I mean, could he be a guy that the Chiefs go after? Is it gives him a little different size and speed kind of factor. Yeah, you know? yeah. Could be. I've heard people aren't people don't hands. He's got to catch with his body too much. He doesn't know. doesn't rely on his hands enough. When you're six three, <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, so yeah, no. I I think this is a good one. Avila is another one. Anton Harrison uh, from from uh, Oklahoma could go in the first round. I think, I think we nailed it pretty much. Like, you know, I, I didn't think we had any crazy surprises. I think we kind of just fit the need of the team is probably going to be more paramount than, than necessarily where some of these guys end up. Yeah. And again, it's all going to come down to how these GMs and front offices have these guys ranked. Cause I'm sh- quite sure they're not, the same as what we've all been reading online. They've they've got their own analysis, their own system. So more than likely, we're not going to go thirty-one for thirty-one, but we don't know until uh, until it happens. Hey, seven for seven. We'll always have twenty twenty-one, baby. Always I seven. love it. 
always have that. Let's just go through real quick, 17 through 31. The Steelers taking Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. Lions staying put, taking Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame. I think it'll be a great pick for them. Ravens trading up to that 19 spot for the Bucks to get Jackson Smith and Jigba and get Lamar back in town. 20th is the Seahawks. They're going to take Brian Branch from Alabama, the top safety in the draft. Chargers, Jordan Addison going to the Chargers. That could be fascinating if he ended up there. Uh, Bucks moving back to the 22 are going to take Brian Brzee out of Clemson, the D tackle. Vikings get faster at the receiver position, taking Zay Flowers from Boston College. Jaguars going to protect Trevor Lawrence, as they should. Osiris Torrance, the guard, maybe plays a little tackle out of Florida. Giants taking Miles Murphy, safe pick out of Clemson. Cowboys going for Kalijah Cansey, popular pick right now uh, out of Pittsburgh. Bills go Trenton Simpson from Clemson. That is fascinating. I really thought the Bills would go receiver, but, you know, I, I like that pick Trenton Simpson a little bit. Um, 28, Bengals, Darnell Washington. That would be an electric pick for them. 29, Saints. Nolan Smith falls all the way down there and stays in the south just a little couple states away from Georgia. Eagles take Will McDonald, the fourth out of Iowa State, the DN, and the Chiefs take Jalen Hyatt, receiver from Tennessee. We will see how it unfolds on Thursday. And the Broncos don't pick till like Saturday. <laughs> they don't. You know, the 49ers pick, you know, like, start in the fourth round and have 11 picks. <laughs> fourth through seventh round. It's like ridiculous. The Rams have the 36, which is their highest in like five years. Watch out. Are the Rams going to trade up, get their first first round pick in this, this decade? You know, I think, I think they trade back and get more picks. <laughs> I think so, too. F them picks. God bless. That's hilarious. All right. Well, it's been real. Good luck to the Rangers tomorrow night. Let's get game five, huh? Got to get it. Must must win now. Blow a 2-0 lead. And, you know, the only series anybody would think, wouldn't think would be 2-2 two two after four games. But – Got to play with more effort. They had no heart on uh, Monday night. No home victories in that series at all. It's very strange. Uh, Lewis, you like the Jets pick? Let's go Knicks. Oh, you, oh, you, mean, oh, you mean the Jets? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do. I like it. I like, I like yeah, yeah. But Knicks, though. Knicks, yeah. Of course. Uh, you know, priorities. But he likes Broderick Jones. He likes Broderick Jones. I do like uh, that pick. I do. I do like the pick. You need right, offensive on. line. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, we do. We need it for the old man. Yeah, good. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, good luck to the Knicks. Close out the Cavs later on. Good luck. Uh, my boy Jalen. All right. Thor, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone. I am Dan Zampano. This has been the season opening mock draft 1.0 edition. Of the Sunday card. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to the Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 